Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach. And Nicole. If you're a new here or a returning listener, welcome. This is TWSS, a podcast about entertainment news, theories, and debates. As we said, my name is Zach, this is Nicole. If you love what we do, please give us a like, please give us a listen, please share it with your friends. It really helps us out, and it's been great to be able to engage with you as we build this community together um yeah and all that jazz so nicole you wrote a script in usual fashion i have not read it so we're just gonna kick it and see what happens yeah honestly at this point i love when zach doesn't read it because you guys can't see it but i can see the facial expression so that's what gets me going through the episode (laughs) Just knowing that he's not going to know exactly what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, so um, we did get actually a lot of DC and Marvel announcements over the last 24 hours. So that is obviously what you can expect throughout this episode. Um, I will go ahead and start with DC since De- since Zach is our DC guy, our DC buff, the DC guru, the legend, the one who knows all. All right, stop. Just, just You're doing too much. <laughs> Just trying to hype you up, man. All right. So I am going to go. So just going to pop these off and then go from there. So DC just announced a a ton of information, um, starting with The Flash. The Flash 2 is already in development. Uh, Ezra Miller is not going to be attached to the project. So it... (laughs) Um, yeah, a script for The Flash 2 has already been written via THR. Uh, James Gunn is developing a new mystery DC film. A new Henry Cavill Superman movie is in development. Matt Reeves is developing, is in development of multiple spinoff projects, including Clayface, Scarecrow, and Professor Pig. And that is basically it for and and the Batman two has officially been kicked off. Um, it's been given the green light. There was rumors months ago, but it is official with hopes of Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves respectively returning to the project. So sounds like we have a direction. That that's that's what it sounds like to me. There's a direction. That DC. So it's going. funny that it's funny that you actually say this. I'm going to cut you off real quick because this yeah. is what The Rock was saying at the premiere of Black Adam. He basically said, and I'm not trying to compare it to Marvel, but he basically said that the, that Black Adam is phase one of, or it's part of phase one of the DCEU finally going in a direction that they wanted to go in, and he hasn't been like secretive of who's in super of who's in uh black adam and all that stuff so it's fascinating to see where it's going but yeah i want to hear your collective thoughts because obviously you're the dc guy and i know that you've been it's been all over the place in the last 10 years let's be honest yeah i mean it's been it's been turmoil to be honest with you um so i'll just riff on a couple things so Flash 2, interested why there's going to be a sequel when there's been so much drama around the first one. But, you know, um, I can only hope that this is a project with maybe Grant Gustin or somebody else that they're going to cost or this is a fan favor. That's the hope, I guess, for that one. So I'm just interested in the idea of doing another Flash movie. 
Um, right. Obviously, bringing Matt Reeves back to do some spinoffs sounds great. Uh, Batman 2 sounds great. Um, what was the other things that you said? There's one in the middle. James Gunn is in development. Of- James Gunn? I mean, hell yeah. Let's do that. So, I mean, what you said to me sounds like we have great directors Good actors in good positions, even great actors in good positions. Sounds like there's a direction in which James Gunn and Matt Reeves are kicking off a DCEU situation. Now, it may not be a universe like the Marvel way. And I'm, I, I think the comments but that Rock made start. saying about phase one, phase two. But I think that we need a start. We need a direction. Right to go in because we haven't had it. It's just been spin-off movies of spin-off movies. So the hope with a Black Adam, the hope with an established Batman that can grow into the role with directors that are passionate about DC projects or DC is just giving the green light to be able to do some really dark, really funny, really interesting, introspective work. We haven't even mentioned Joker 2 coming out soon as well. That should be in line with this too. So um, Mm -hmm. I think it bodes well for DC projects. I just think that, and this is why someone like Matt Reeves is an interesting addition to the DC team, because it's been a long time we've waited for a Scarecrow movie or TV show. And obviously having like Killian Murphy's performance as Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy was interesting, but we didn't get to see enough of him to really know. And so it would be nice to get a Scarecrow movie, whether that means bringing Killian Murphy back or that means um, finding someone else to play the role. But I would be very interested to get that. I think we really should get more into the rogue gallery and look at all those villains besides just the Joker because everyone loves the Joker. The Joker is a coveted superhero villain. Um, We've had various different iterations of it. And to be honest, I'm kind of tired of Joker performances. Um, So I would like to see another superhero. Obviously the Penguin, you know, there's a... I don't know if it's a rumor, if right. it's real yet, but with having Colin Farrell's Penguin series maybe being something. So, I mean, it only bodes well for some great projects moving forward. No, I, I, I agree. Um, and I know James Gunn, with his multiple projects, he has stated that he's not going to start anything until after Peacemaker, until he's done with Peacemaker, and I know until after the Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. So I think we're going to wait maybe like two or three years until he gets into something, but at least. It's there. Right. Um, but I agree with you on everything. Flash 2, I really don't know what they're going to do with it. I know I know that this Flash movie that's going to be coming out next year has bode well with the audience. So I'm sure that it is special. I'm sure that it, is, it has its own um, force with it, whatever they want to call it. But I'm sure, like, again, like how they've been saying, they can recast him. He, there are, he's going into time zone whatever they're calling it the speed force right so we'll see i mean grant gustin maybe he's ready for a film he they've tortured him i mean endure he's endured it for nine years so um we'll we'll see um but with marvel um a lot of 
has come out also in the last couple of days that I I heard rumors of one of these and it hasn't been confirmed until today. Um, But I'm going to go over that one in a couple minutes. But there are confirmations that Scarlett Johansson is going to be the executive producer of Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, We're going to get to that one in a second. Songbird will will be part of the team of the Thunderbolts. Now, these are not completely confirmed, but these are from sources that have been pretty accurate recently. Um, there was one. Oh, yes. Melina will appear in the Thunderbolts, along with Zima will appear in the Thunderbolts, but not as a team member, but as the advisor of Val. In the rumored plot of Thunderbolts, which this was also a discussion that I wanted to talk about with you, because I I don't like it personally, and I was speaking with Phil about it earlier, but you could feel differently. Um, In Thunderbolts, Yelena has her plan against Val for lying to her about Natasha's death and tries to get the others to remove Val. Alexi, Bucky, and Taskmaster are with Yelena instead ghost u.s agent and songbird with val because she gave them a new reason to be important and this gives me a huge civil war vibe that's exactly what i thought i was like so civil war (laughs) so i don't like it i'm hoping that this is just kind of like a reddit thing to be honest but i i really want them to kind of i kind of because it's described as a suicide squad basically is what the thunderbolts are so I was more so hoping it was going to be towards, like, a different person, not Val. Because it gives me, like, I don't want to say ick vibes, but I just, I don't like it. I don't well, like that we're getting, like, Civil War 2.0, basically. But also, this is the first time we've seen this team together. So right? why is it now that they're going to break apart in their first movie together? That doesn't make exactly. much sense to me. So that's something to kind of sit on until we get more information. But that was also that it's just a rumor. So I don't particularly know. Um, There was also there's a Secret Wars rumor that Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Hugh Jackman. So they have not signed on, but Marvel is actively getting the actors they want ready for Secret Wars coming out in. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. That's awful. Awful decision. So I have, I, I said to my sister earlier, I don't like the part with RDJ at least and Chris Evans because that would kind, that would counteract their exit from Endgame. That is that that. Uh... I know. Something to sit on. So you said RDJ, Chris Evans, Tom Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. And who else? Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman and James McAvoy. And James McAvoy. Yeah, no, that's ass. I, I, that is ass. That is ass. I'm saying it right now. That is a terrible idea. Um, Are you saying because bringing them back? I think or bringing just... them back is a terrible idea. Again, I it's it's fan service it kind of to counter- me. It, it counteracts everything. It's yes. not a great story. So for what reason it's are we doing fan. it? 
For what it's reason are we doing it? Yeah, which is stupid. It's stupid. That's stupid. Give us no, a I, I agree with you on this. movie that we can be excited about with characters that we can grow to love. I'm tired of us bringing back dead characters. The only ones I would honestly agree on bringing back out of this group would be definitely Andrew Garfield. Why? Maybe Toby. Ma- Why? Because I feel. I, he never really got a justice at the end. Maybe in No Way Home, but I feel as if he he got two films, wasn't really justified for his Spider-Man. So I feel as if if this is a way to bring in him as a as not even as a variant, but like as another Spider-Man, if isn't Secret Wars where they bring in all these different variants and all these guardian everyone. So I I feel like that would kind of make sense, but at least like not Hugh Jackman. If he's coming back for Deadpool three, let him do that and then leave him alone. James McAvoy, I don't think he got a justified ending as well either as Professor X. Um, I could see them bringing in. Uh, who was? I can't remember his name, but the younger Magneto. Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I could see them bringing him in but the others let rdj do his thing he's served 10 years with marvel chris evans did the same thing that would be undoing everything that they for me that'd be undoing their end in endgame i think andrew had a great ending in no way home and we can send him off in peace i think that Hugh's only coming back for Deadpool because of the entertainment factor, because we've asked for a Wolverine and Deadpool movie for so long. They're actually doing it, so I'm good with that. And him and Reynolds are good and friends. And him and Reynolds are good friends. Um, I think that James McAvoy had his time, and I think he's moved on. I don't think Michael Fassbender needs to come back. I, I think, I get your point, but I think you're, right. we're saying Secret Rule is with all the variants. This is the perfect time to cost different people. This is the perfect yeah, time right. to bring in a Miles Morales Spider-Man. This is the perfect time to bring in a new Wolverine to, to start the X-Men. Could this you is imagine? the perfect time. But that's what I'm saying is like, why would yeah, you yeah. use an opportunity where you have the ability to really crush it and create new superheroes and new characters for fans and, and ref- in a refreshed way? And instead, you're going to bring back the people we already know, who we've already come to terms with and we've already lost. Like, what is the point? And this is what we've been saying. We've been saying, hey, bring in like a new Ironheart. We're getting her in literally less than a month. We're getting all these new characters. We're getting the Young Avengers. We're getting these characters in the next like year or two. So they have the time. I think it's just going to. I do think it's bullshit that they're pleasing the fans in this sense but like we don't need to be pleased any further with this we're getting a deadpool 3 for god's sake with you jackman i truly don't know which fans want this who wants this right who actually wants this uh personally i do not want rdj or chris evans to come back so i feel like anthony mackie as the new captain america captain america phenomenal i feel like if chris evans comes back that's going to just undo everything mackie's done since falcon and the winter soldier stupid to me it's what fan actually wants this to have a movie with all the people that they've already loved and lost and moved on from what would be the point exactly what's what story could possibly redeem any of these characters back into the timeline for us 
in old fashioned, I guess we'll just have to see because again, it is a rumor. It's yes. not confirmed. Marvel hasn't confirmed it. It's something that these fans are saying, Oh, I've been getting DMs about. So I no. guess we'll see in the next two years, whatever happens. Um, but from discussing film, Harrison Ford is confirmed to be starring as Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU. The role recently belonged to the late William Hurt. So he will now take over the role starting next year in Captain America New World Order. So my question for you, because this has come up a lot with fans, and I don't think it should be coming up, but it is. Um, fans have come to social media asking why Thunderbolt Ross gets to be recast, but not the role of T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So I found this to be interesting, but also I want to hear your point of view on it because I know like we've heavily, we have discussed these in the past. Um, Um, I personally don't think Ross needs to be recast. I think MC has moved on from, Ross and found other ways of, of doing things. I, I, you know, I, I think we can pay homage to the actor and, and move forward. Um, but that doesn't mean I dislike the casting announcement because mm-hmm. I do like it. Uh, same way with T'Challa. I think that there is a strong possibility that they could have recast, but I do think given the time frame and how quickly Black Panther was coming in mm-hmm. prior to Chadwick's passing, I think that there just isn't enough time to be able to recast that it feels respectful and warranted. Um, but then again, you know, Captain America New World Order isn't that far off either. So right. I I I think that it's it's a dangerous place to be in when we're making these comparisons because it's not fair and mm-hmm. not justified, but I do think that they could have left this alone. And I think Marvel's put themselves in this situation because now you've got people going to spew hate or, or try and find an angle that it's going to be racial um, to justify or deny certain things so yeah i i don't i don't know about that to be honest with you this was a hard one for me to answer too when i was when i came across this because i want to say william hurt passed last year and who knows where anything was at any given point of time, like even where Black Panther was, where any of these shows, movies. So I think this could have been something that they did have in their back pocket. And I I agree with you. I love the choice. I think it's brilliant. I love that Harrison Ford is going to be an MCU. I think that's great on him getting past Star Wars right now and Indiana Jones and kind of starting a new fandom. Um, but I, it is hard to answer. Because they basically were both kind of, Thunderbolt Ross has been in what, maybe two or three films with them, but he really hasn't, in my opinion at least, hasn't had a huge impact as 
Chadwick Boseman did as Black Panther. So I feel like with this one, it won't be as powerful as a recasting would be for Black Panther because I feel like with T'Challa, regardless of fan fans wanting him to be recast, it's kind of like, okay, like who wants to take that mantle? Like who wants to be that character, that actor that's like, okay, I'm going to take the place of the late Chadwick Boseman. Like that's such a hard position to also be in because then you have all this greatness. You know what I mean? I don't know the right word for it, but you have all this behind you and you're like, okay, well, how do I live up to this? How do I do this role correctly? So regardless if they ever do recast him, I'll respect it either way, but I love I'm interested, I'm more interested to see what they're going to do with the film. I'm more interested to see, like, how they're going to pass it on. Because in the comics, they do pass on, they do pass, the the Black Panther mantle gets passed on to somebody else. So, it's hard. Like, it's, it. I don't want to say, like, one character has more impact or more power over the other, because that's not true. Every character is important to every storyline. Yeah. So... I, I think fans think, are just trying to find something to bitch about. For sure. But I also think we can't understate Ryan Coogler's role in this. Right. In the sense that I'm sure Ryan Coogler being writer and director of Black Panther has been was so impacted by the passing of Chadwick made right. the respectful decision that he was not going to recast. He was going to re-edit the script in a way that would reference and, and, and reverence the, the human being that Chadwick was and his yeah. role in the Black Panther and somehow move us forward into a new trajectory with a new character, with a new Black Panther. And that, to me, is where we have to, as fans, draw the line and say, all right, this is somebody who worked with the man, who is, has a friendship with the man, lost his friend and decided to make a choice based on that and felt, you know, the right thing for me to do is just say no and move on. Now for Thunderbolt Ross, I think that's where Marvel could have stepped in and said, you know what, based on the fact that we honored Chadwick in this way, and this is now the precedent we're going to set, we're going to honor all folks who have been through Marvel movies or are still working in Marvel movies and they pass, we are going to honor them by not recasting them. If that's what they wanted to do, they should have done that with this situation. But they chose not to. They felt like they could have recast, and that's on Marvel. That's not on anybody else. So right. I think there's, there's, I think there's where there's a separation for me personally in this discussion because it's not like Marvel said, "Oh, we're going to recast the Black Panther." I think they gave Ryan Coogler the keys and were like, "You decide what you want to do. We don't know this story. You're the one making this th- up. You're, you're, you're using the material of Wakanda to create this experience for people." Obviously, based on the fact that you brought in millions of dollars with this first one, we're not going to touch this. We're going to let you do what you got to do. So that's what I think they did. And then with this, with the, the, was it Commander Ross, General Ross, General Ross? Thunderbolt Um, Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. I think that's such a, that's such an embedded Marvel character that they felt it would have been easy to recast. And to be honest, that's where fans should be critical. Shouldn't be critical of them making that decision because I really don't think it was in their hands for Black Panther, but I do think it was in their hands with Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, 
there's always tough decisions to make. And I respect that always, regardless of if it's any fandom. And I think that in this case, they had a decision and with Black Panther 2, I know that they had, they were going to start filming within a few months and then Chadwick had passed. So I, I know that definitely pushed it back, but also it made a decision on their end. So I think it was more quick and I'm not trying to defend them in any way, but like, this is how I support, this is how I saw it, that they decide, okay, like out of respect, because it, it did happen in this sense and this quickly. So I think with, with William Hurt, since he did pass last year, I think when they, when they wrote the script, honestly, they might, cause they said that they were trying to get Red Hulk in and that I think that maybe they could have just taken the character out, but this just means that he is going to have more of a presence possibly in this film. Like I hope so now that they have cast Harrison Ford. So we'll see. I mean, again, it's a fantastic casting. I think he's going to be great. I'm excited to despise him <laughs> in this. Like I despised, um, him in the past so we'll see again it's always a difficult decision and i i don't blame them for any decisions that they do have to make it's just something that the fans are going to have to either they're going to always bitch about regardless of the situation um but i do want to know your thoughts on episode nine of the house of the dragon my dude <laughs> i have to point out before um before we get into this this is the first time i've ever texted you say i i literally sent zach a text saying dude at the end of this episode because i was wait i was waiting for the ball to drop at some point um i don't even know what to say about this episode it was crazy and i hate the greens <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still thinking about that one cuz to me to me nothing feels right. And oh, for someone like Allison who positions herself to be righteous. I'm just like you can tell this isn't right. By the way others are around you she knows. buzzing around, you can tell this isn't right. And even if you're saying my husband said Aegon is supposed to be the king because I don't understand the story of uh, Fire and Ice. Like, the songs of Fire and Ice. Still, you're saying, you're, you can feel it that it's not right. So at some point, you got to say, you know what? His wish was for Rhaenyra to be, I heard him say something else, but no one else heard me. No one else is going to vouch for me in this situation. So you know what? I'm just going to let it slide. Everyone else is used to it. Plus, my son doesn't even want it. Why am I forcing this kid into a situation he doesn't even want? But I was like, you know what? I'll, this is this is this is the social mobility thing. She has to have Aegon as king because it keeps her relevant. Otherwise, what is she? The wife right. of a dead king. So she has no power after that. So it's different being the the queen queen mother. You know, like. So I was like, I felt it was good. I felt, obviously the ending was fucking crazy. And I also oh think God. that 
think Rainice played a very interesting role in this episode. And Daphne enjoyed the the political backstabbing that was happening in that episode. Um, So I I truly enjoyed it. I just... I don't know what they're going to do for 10. Because 10's going to probably be the start of them, like, suiting up. Oh, so the for the, the Civil War. Yeah, that's that's going to be that one. Is them. Renice is going to find Rhaenyra at Dragonstone. Tell her what's up. Because mm-hmm. word never got back. Could you imagine, like, word hasn't even reached Rhaenyra that her dad's dead. And they've already crowned a new king in that time. Because they haven't even told I, her. I think, I think Rhaenyra's... I think this is the episode that Jace is going to die wholeheartedly because there there's a huge storyline with that too so i think episode 10 is going to be that and then episode season two is going to kick off with um blood and cheese or whatever it is that they've been saying on tiktok dude that what you know it killed me though what truly like made me turn on them i was i was i was feeling impartial um auto hightower at the beginning of this episode, you saw the power get to him at that point, and yeah. they're all sitting there, and sh- this is when I, I actually kind of felt a, a tinge bad for Allison, because he he immediately just says, we're going to have to kill them somehow, and she looks at she goes, that is, that is his daughter. What do you mean? He's like, well, they're never going to bow down to him, so... They're never going to bend the knee to Aegon. So we need to find a way to kill them. And I was like, that's when I was really like, okay, he thinks he's in charge now because he was the hand and now his daughter is the queen. So the whole episode, I love seeing the power struggle between Alicent and Otto because they're going to different hands of Aegon and they're like, He's like, you bring him directly to me. And she tells Sir Christian and somebody else, no, 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 you bring him or her, Sir Christian and Amond. She tells them. And then I love that she goes to her father and she goes, you cannot, you no longer hold the power over me. She goes, this is my son. You do not get to choose from me or him what happens. And then you realize throughout the episode that Alicent realizes her her power now. She realizes where she's at. She realizes, okay, if it's not my son, then I'm fucked. Literally. Um, it was it, it was definitely interesting seeing Aegon. And I love that you're right, Renera never knew. Renera had no idea. No one they they are scumbags in the sense that they rushed the coronation. Cause they're like, we need to do it now, because or else Renera is going to challenge him to the throne, which I think she technically still can. She can still challenge Aegon to the throne. Um, I I disagree because Otto basically killed every anybody that's still on Renera's side. Any of the nobles except that, for that Renaeus n- or whatever her name is. No, remember that scene where he goes. Oh, the other one, Aegon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's killed anybody else who's who said. Differently, if they still want Rhaenyra to be queen, he's killed them. So well, everybody no. who's alive is 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 wants Aegon to be king. So he's so now that, it's one of them has to die. 
So it's gonna it's between Aegon and Rhaenyra. Somebody has to die, and the only thing that Rhaenyra can claim to is bloodline that I am the firstborn of the king. I deserve to be on the throne, which is essentially the same situation with Rhaenys was in with Viserys. So, and I love what Allison goes to Rhaenys, and I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but she goes to her in her chamber and said, "How dare you?" They have that whole discussion. And then she says to her, this is all political game. You were the one that was supposed to be on the throne. It shouldn't have been Viserys this whole time. She was, help me get my rapist son on the throne. And I was like, what? Like, at that point, I'm like, I really hope she does not feed into this. And I'm glad she didn't. And I love seeing her as, a, not as like a peasant, but as like a commoner walking through. And, assume, and I'm like, what? what's the, what's going to be like that? Pendulant part of this episode and i love that and i read the i read the um the comment or the quote from the episode and her not killing them on site saying it's not her battle and i was like okay but this is a, it, it kind of reminded me of like an open-ended threat saying like i can kill you right now but i'm choosing not to because i'm not getting in the middle of this so also, I think I think Renera is about that smoke. I I truly do. I think she's like I could kill, I could crisp you guys now. Oh, yeah. But to be honest, it would be much better to see Renera come here and whoop your ass. Like that's what she was saying. Like I'm gonna go tell yeah, her yeah. she's gonna come here and where it's about to go down. So that's what I was happy about. I, I thought that she could have saved the kingdom in that sense. Just flaming everybody but she was like you know i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna tell and we're gonna come back trust believe that it was her just threatening them in my opinion like her say like exactly what you said how she showed up and they knew and her and allison made the eye contact and they and she they both had an understanding you know allison is like oh shit like it's about to go down about to go down the preview for episode 10 I'm still not sure how it's going to end. I kind of hope it's like a big bang, but we both know it's going to end on a cliffhanger. It's, we're going to have two years till season two. Um, I think I, I'm 90% sure Jace is going to die in the finale. Like if I had to guess, I would, I would guess that he does. Cause I know that that was a whole thing between him, like the two dragons fighting him and Eamon fighting. Um, we don't get out. Al Allison's won't be in episode 10. No. Um, episode nine was Olivia Cook's last episode. Um, I think she did blow it out of the park in my opinion, but I don't, I don't think it was like a, an amazing episode for her compared to others, but it definitely, I don't know. It didn't really showcase anyone other than like Otto the whole time for me. Like I, which is what I wanted. Right. That's why I was, that's why I, yes, that was the reason for my comment in the beginning with his power, because now he has the power until somebody else took it. Technically, it should have been Allison since she is the queen. Right. But this is where we have classic Game of Thrones, the power of the hand of the king. Where right. the hand where of the king is socially maneuvering and politically maneuvering and doing some, some, sketchy shit in the background that controls the kingdom that nobody really knows about and that's what i love 
That's where I love to exist, watching that stuff. So I enjoyed Otto getting power hungry. I enjoyed him trying to move things around in order to secure Aegon yes. as king of the realm and everything that he was going to do in order to ensure that they, the civilians and peasant folk all knew Aegon was king, even though he wasn't. And that, to me, is where it's going to get interesting because, you know, when Otto gets killed, it's about to be a celebration. And that's why I, I totally love Game of Thrones because characters, I love characters like that. They come out the woodwork and they really make themselves um, just undeniable. Also, before we close, can we just talk about feet? Like, so ew. I wasn't really paying attention at that point, but all of a sudden I just see him saying, like, didn't he, didn't like Laris or whatever his name is say, like, can I see the your feet or can I see them or something? Like, what happened? Because I, like, I miss that part wholeheartedly. No. So, so he's having a conversation with her. And then Allison takes her feet out of her shoes. And I was like, what are you doing? Getting comfortable? And then she puts her feet up on the table and she like hikes up her dress a little bit so she can see ankles. And Jenna and I were like, ooh, ankles. We know what that means back in that day. She's like, that's a come on, like, hey, listen. So I was like, this is yeah. interesting. I've never seen this side of Allison before. She's there, she's there with the feet. And then like, Laris is having a conversation. He's saying something and then he's like, starts to shorten what he's saying like it, it it lulls and then allison then takes the socks off and i was like hey yo what's about to happen here and then she puts her feet on the table in front of him and he's just staring at her feet and then he continues talking he continues talking and then she like swivels to the side after they have their conversation and that's when my man takes his hand and he crutches his crotch and he just goes to town. That's what he did, that while, too? While she was sitting there. And she was looking the other way, just letting him do it. And I was like, what? I missed that whole storyline. I wish I knew this man has a foot fetish. I wish I knew that in the show. But that is crazy. So I saw that. So... There were a couple points in the episode that kind of bored me in a sense. Like I don't like I don't care for their talk. So I think that's the first point what that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna hit like hang up. You don't care Listen. for their talk. That's the best part. The dialogue so, is the best part. What do you mean <laughs> you don't care about their talk? So I was listening, but I'm like, okay, they're just sitting there. Let me just go on my phone for a couple minutes. So all of a sudden, like I look up and he's like doing his thing. And I'm like, and I see her look away. I'm like, okay, like this is I go I miss like a chapter in this book like he maybe that's been their agreement there is, is there is a deleted scene away. somewhere Dang, there's a deleted I'm... scene where we miss this agreement. Uh, uh, that's exactly what I was saying what where <laughs> did this come from is what I'm trying to say when did he like there's feet? no way that this when is like did a, she a... was like I understand the way that we work is I, you do things for me and I show you my toes. Like, where did that come from? Is what I want to know. It was between killing Sir Harwin. Jeez Louise. And dying. Oh my God. That was, I was so confused. I'm like, I'm not going back to find out what this is about. 
So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll find out. And then I see the memes on Twitter and I'm like, what the hell happened in the two seconds I I looked away? I was clutching my pearls watching that (laughs) shit. I was like, wait a minute. Oh my God. I'm not glad. I thought he just had an itch and I was like, okay. And then I'm like, oh no, this man is okay. He was flapjacking. He was... He was going to town, I'm glad bro. you told me because I was so confused. <laughs> and like he was like making all the sounds too. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, what? And I just saw her, like her position. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is she doing? That's crazy. You know, they say some people sell their souls or their bodies. Nah, she sold parts. <laughs> he was. She was flattening them toes, bro. Oh my I god! Believe that, yeah. That was that was a crazy episode. So uh, yeah, yeah, I would I crazy. would I would rate that episode a an eight. The dialogue was juicy, but nothing really happened until the end. And even then, I Wait. thought the end was absolutely insane. I did not feel like the end matched up with what was happening but i understand from the producer's perspective they want to show renice as being an active participant rather than a passive one so having her storm up through the ground and dragon back only only looks great right so you know it is what it is i have to agree i would say like an eight out of ten wasn't like didn't do anything for me regarding like Oh, sh- like I, I wasn't yelling at the episode like I usually do. Only towards the end, I was like, "Damn, that was a good end." I mean, I, I hope. I guess I would say for episode ten, I just hope it kind of. Season one, episode ten of Game of Thrones really had everyone on their feet, but so did every finale because you never know what's going to happen. I do like that we're ending on um, the title of Sunday's episode is The Black Queen. So I'm excited and I I hope to see more of Damon in this episode, meaning more dialogue, more. No, not, not because of that, but because I feel like this is really an episode for him to like come out of that. Like he doesn't really have much dialogue in each episode, maybe in the first like couple of episodes. So it's not about Damon. This whole thing is not about Damon. I'm sorry. I'm tired of this Damon train. I get it. I get it. He looks very attractive. I get it. Like I get That's that. That's not the point. No, but I'm like, just saying I, in general, I get that. But no, like, I know. this story is not about Damon. I could give a shit about Damon. Like no like one cares, how, really. I like how Otto Hightower was for this episode where he took most of the reins, where he where it was very obvious that he had the power in this episode. I hope that in the okay. Why do you want to see that? Why do you want to see that? What you want to see another man take control of a situation? No. I want to see Rhaenyra. I want to see Rhaenyra come for Aegon's throat. That's what I want to see. I don't get the Damon. No, talk. I do too. Damon's a Damon's Damon's on the back of the bus right now. He's just he's just chilling. Like I'm trying to see Rhaenyra go head to head with Aegon. I don't care what anybody else says. He he is a non sequitur, non factor in this thing. Like I yeah, that's where I stand with Damon. I, I would he, he can chop some kids' head I, off, I'm fine. But like <laughs> it's about Rhaenyra coming for Allison and Aegon's throat. Like that's really what it comes down to for me. I wanna see Matt Smith support his wife in this episode. I wanna see Rhaenyra come take taking some ass, kicking some lives. 
whatever they say. But I want to see some kick-ass in this episode. And I hope it ends on a good-ass cliffhanger for the next two years. I, I think I think it's going to end with them getting to King's Landing and, and preparing to storm it. That's what I think it's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised. Be well, apparently we're going to Winterfell next epi- next season. Why supposedly. Would, why would we go to Winterfell? Okay. <laughs> All right. A young Ned Stark. No, I'm joking. That's too, way too far ahead. No, that's like great, great. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. But I think there are I think there are some uh, Baratheon. I think we saw Baratheon, Baratheon in like episode yeah. two or one and then um I would like to see a descendant of a Stark. But I, I'm interested to also see what kind of characters they get in season two. Um but I wonder if we see I wonder if we see that. more of the Lannisters, but not not this guy, Jason Lannister. I'm are the Lannisters now. at all related to Tar- Targaryens? No, right? No. No, okay. I don't know why Joffrey so. Lannister was talking about Rhaenyra in season like one of Game of Thrones, or season like two or three of Game of because Thrones. Because he's named after Sir Lenor's oh, boyfriend. That's right. At post, yeah. That's how, jo- that's how Joffrey ends up in the Targaryen lore, especially because of that situation. Oh, okay. Good to know. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great place to close. I think so. Well, that sounds like another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time.